Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. I've had conversations with multiple parents who used donors for conceiving their children, and everyone seems to have a unique perspective on the donor and their relationship with the donor. Personally, I don't think of the donor necessarily every day, but I do think of him fairly often, particularly because when I look at my son, I see a lot of characteristics that very clearly did not come from me. Uh, His physical appearance is very obvious to me that he is only part of me. And um, there are things about his personality that are so very different from my own. So I cannot help but think about the other person who was involved in his conception. And the... Moms who use the same donor, we have a donor sibling group, and we were talking about the kids' personalities, and one of the moms had mentioned something that she had seen in our donor's profile that I did not recall seeing, and it made me think, oh, I should go back and look through his profile and see if anything stands out now that it's been a few years since I first chose him. Uh, I have previously talked about my journey towards becoming a single mother by choice. And on that episode, I discussed how I went about choosing my donor and how I started my process. And in that episode, that would be way, way back. That was episode 18, which came out in October of 2020. Um, In that episode, I talked about the fact that I am CMV negative and CMV is in the herpes family. About half of the world has it. However, there is a very, very small chance of transmission if you're using uh, someone who's negative, someone who's positive. So for me, CMV was really important in my decision making. For some people, they don't care about it. Um, And so that limited the number of donors that I had available to me. And... When I was initially looking at donors, I had a specific idea in mind of the type of person that I was hoping would be the donor to help me conceive my child. And I did have to shift that plan because the CMV status very much limited my initial search. And so when I expanded my search and I got even more options available to me through my cryobank, his face stood out. And I'm very much an intuitive person. I go off of how I feel a lot of the time. 
and when things stand out, I pay attention. Um, his picture is the first thing that I saw about him, and he was a very cute kid. And of course, I want my kid to be cute, so I would pick a kid who also looked cute. So the hope is that my kid will also look cute. Um, and in addition to that, my cryobank names the donors by like something that they are interested in or a characteristic of them. So for instance, firefighter or loves to read, whatever the case is. And his title was um, an interest that I also have. And so this cute kid with this title that stands out to me, I had to pay attention and learn some more. In preparing this episode, I went back into my files and this is a pro tip. (laughs) Anyone who is using a donor, I strongly suggest downloading all of the information that you gather and saving it to the cloud because you never know when this information will be useful for you. Um, And what I also did was I shared that cloud file with my mom. So if anything were to happen to me, someone has access to it in the event that my child wants to have that information. But anyway, in preparing for this episode, I went back through his file and it's so interesting because there are things that I either did not notice at first or did not remember because it's been, at this point now, it's been three years since I chose him. Um, And when I was looking through it, a couple of things popped out to me. If you have not chosen a donor yet, and that's why you're listening to this episode, uh, it's okay to call the cryobank and let them know that you have an interest in someone on there, because I know a lot of the content you have to pay for. Um, there are groups on Facebook that also have like coupon codes and stuff like that, but the reason why this came to mind for me to mention it on the podcast is because I went back through my emails and I realized that I had called the cryobank. I had a conversation with them about him when I was interested in him and to, I guess, incentivize me (laughs) to purchase they offered to give me one of those files for free without having to pay. And that was their audio interview of, uh, with him. And so in reviewing for this episode, I went back and I listened to that interview again. And for me, it was clear to me that this was just a regular person. I did not want my donor to be someone quirky. I did not want my donor to be someone cocky. I wanted just a regular, everyday kind of person. Because to me, that's how I see myself. uh, And that's how I would like my child to be. 
And he said certain things in his interview that stood out to me in terms of his interests, the things that he really liked. And there were interests that we had in common. His tone of voice was also something that stood out to me. He didn't seem like the kind of person that I would be uncomfortable being around, which is so strange because this is someone that I've never met, that I may never meet, but that factored into my decision-making for having a child using this person's genetic material. Um, And so I went through his audio interview and then I went through his profile And for anyone who has not gone through this process yet, when you are looking for a donor, if you go about getting all of the information that the sperm bank has, you can end up with pages and pages of multiple generations of history. I mean, I know things about this man that I don't know about previous partners that I have had. (laughs) So it's fascinating to me that there is so much information provided about someone that I have never met and who uh, contributed to me conceiving my child. I really liked that he was well-rounded. And I think for me, that is in line with one of my like, value systems. I am very much interested in a lot of different things, very, very different things. Um, And so I know that the way in which I raise my child will be similar. I would want my child to be exposed to a variety of things. And based on his interviews and his essays, it sounded like that was the kind of upbringing that he had as well. I really liked how he seemed to really care about his family as well as his friendships. And he talked about them in his essays and in his audio interview as well. And I could just tell from the way in which he described them that he was being genuine. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It was simple things like, I love my grandmother's cooking. And that's something that I also think back fondly on. Um, and he warmly described his relationship with his parents, and that was really important to me as well. Uh, one of the things that made me laugh when I was looking back is the fact that he said that he just loves food. And when he was asked what types of food is uh, his favorite, he listed a whole bunch. And then he said, this list can be unending. And I feel similarly because I love food as well. And so there are just things about his profile that stood out to me that were either things that I wanted in my own child or things that I could relate to. Do I think that if I had met this person in real life, 
that we would be friends. I don't know that. Um, as a queer woman, we would not have been partners. But at the same time, it's so fascinating to me how there are, what, 7 billion people on this planet. Of course, we are going to have things in common with other people because it's so many of us, right? I think that the thing that sealed the deal for me after going through all of his pictures and his interviews and his essays and his genetic screening and medical history and grandparents' medical like all of that stuff, there's this one line, this one answer to a question that stood out for me. And the question was, what is the one thing about you that everyone should know? And his response was, I give my all in everything I do. And I just loved that. That just kind of sealed the deal for me. And when I was reviewing for this episode and I read it again, I said, yes, I made the right choice. It felt to me like all of these things uh, lined up together. And that was like the cherry on top because that's important to me too. I'm hardworking and I dedicate myself and he also feels the same way. When I was searching for my donor, I looked at several profiles across several sperm banks and it gave me an idea of the way in which people present themselves it's kind of like dating now that I think about it, which is very strange <laughs> to think about the fact that picking a donor is kind of like dating. Huh, that could probably be its own like academic study, but I won't get into that right now because that will take me down a rabbit hole. Um, while I was looking at potential donors, I realized that People's personalities can bleed through their profiles. My guess is that when these people go in to sign up for uh, donating their genetic material, they present the best version of themselves, kind of like when you go on a date. And I think that it may be hard to tell what's real versus what's not real. Um, and there are unfortunately horror stories out there about people who did not present the truth when they went to donate. Um, and that was in the back of my mind as I was going through profiles. But the more that I read, the more that I um, took in all of the information that I was seeing, I started to get a feel for each person. And I don't know if my feeling was coming from me or from them and the way that they were presenting information. But I do remember that there were instances where I was like, oh no, uh-uh, this is not the this is not the one. This is not the right one for me. Or an uneasy feeling or uh, just a feeling of disconnect. 
And I pay attention to those feelings. And the thing about your intuition, you have your intuition for a reason. So who knows what those feelings were about, but it's definitely something to pay attention to if you're in the process of picking a donor. I also paid attention to the little things that they said. I remember that there was this one guy who was asked a similar question like my donor was about what's one thing that you would want everyone to know. I think his question was more along the lines of if you can share a message with potential mothers, what would you like them to know or something like that? And I don't remember his response because, again, this was three years ago, but it was something to the effect of that they should be grateful because I'm a great person or something like that. It came across really cocky and it made it seem like he was full of himself. And I did not like that at all. Um, I probably will never meet that man. I have no clue what he's like, but the fact that that was the information that I was receiving about him said a lot to me. Uh, and then in terms of potential for my own child, I wanted to make sure that my donor was someone who valued education. Um, Again, that's in line with my values and had the potential to go places. Um, just because your parents both have degrees does not mean that you're going to have a degree. Just because you don't have a degree doesn't mean that you won't make a lot of money. There are a lot of people out there who went to trade school or got certifications and they're making more money than I am. And that's fine. But for me, I wanted to make sure that in general, education was something that was important with my donor. Um, I come from an educator and education was really important in my family. And so that was one of the things that stood out for me when I was going through his stuff. And so that's essentially it in terms of my values. I knew going into it the things that were important to me about myself, about my upbringing, the things that I wanted my child to consider to be important. Um, and I also took into consideration interests, either common interests or things that he was interested in that maybe I never had exposure to, but I thought were cool. Um, like there's a sport that he played that I've never played, but I think it's cool. Um, so things like that helped me with figuring out my choice. And what I ended up doing, I created a favorites list in the um, the website on the cryobank that I ended up choosing. And my favorites list was based on my basic criteria, the things that I absolutely wanted to have. And then I went through that list in greater detail 
to figure out how I felt about each person and then kind of like ranked them, which also sounds so strange. I will just go ahead and acknowledge that this whole process is very strange. <laughs> it's not typical. This is not typically how people have kids, okay? Most people don't do this. But in the single parent by choice community, you completely understand what I'm saying. Um, so yes, I had a favorites list and I went through and I took a closer look. And when I took a closer look, that helped me with narrowing down who stood out the most. And for me, when it comes to picking my donor, I think I had a list of maybe five or six. And he just continued to stand out for me every time I'd log on to go through it and figure out what I was doing. And I am I'm glad that I made the choice that I did uh, for several reasons. I feel like I made the right choice. I feel like um, there are things that I did not put into my child that very clearly came from him, the donor, that I appreciate and love. And um, it, by extension, I have connection with other moms who use the same donor. And we have this bond, this unspoken connection between us, then the one thing that we really truly have in common is him. So I am grateful for the choice that I made. And for anyone who is on this journey, I am wishing you all of the best. I think that it helps to spend some time thinking about it, thinking about your choice, but also don't spend too much time obsessing over your choice. Um, you kind of want to fall somewhere in the middle of, I don't care at all, and I care way too much. I'm sleeping with this profile in my bed because I was up late looking at it. It's serious, but it's not that serious. <laughs> so I hope that that helps. Thank you for joining me today. You can check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Most of the episodes have additional resources on their very own page on the website. You can also follow me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots as well as on Clubhouse at HWR. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. I am on track to be debt-free in the spring, and one of the things that I realized recently is that my budgeting system has allowed me to pay off all of the debt that I have paid off thus far and will take me to the finish line. People are apprehensive about budgets. Budgets sound boring. They sound tedious. But truly, without my budget, I don't think that I would have made it as far as I have. I wanted to talk about that on the next episode, and hopefully I can make a believer out of you. Join me then. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one -on -one with a professional.